In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, presented by Betches Media. This is an exploration of all pop culture, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. We're looking at you, Tom Sandoval. Folks, welcome to an all-new episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is your Tuesday episode. How the heck are you doing? Was it a gentle re-entry to the week? Was your Monday okay? Are you surviving? I hope you are. Let's survive together. We have a truly amazing show for you today. I couldn't be more excited. So you guys know how much I love this show, Selling the OC on Netflix. I think it's truly, uh, it's just a show that's like a comfort show for me. I truly love it. It's its produced by Adam DeVello, you know, the guy who did The Hills, the mastermind behind The Hills. He also did Selling Sunset and Selling the OC is in its second season. It premiered recently, the second season, a couple weeks ago on Netflix And it's one of those things that I have not forgotten about. In fact, I watched the entire season again last weekend, but we have not one, not two, not three. We have four cast members with us today. We have Kayla Cardona, we have Brandy Marshall, we have Polly Brindle, and we have Alex Hall. And listen, Alex and Polly, they do their interview together. And then Kayla and Brandy, they do their interview together. So it's not all four at once because imagine what a mess that would be. So it's two and two. And it really, I'll talk about that in a second. But before that, um, uh, you know, let's, what, what are you guys doing? What are you up to? <laughs> I'm going to wait for you to tell me what you're up to. Um, listen, if you want to support the show, keep doing what you're doing. Listen to every episode. I hope you liked the pop culture roundup yesterday. Uh, There's tons of episodes for you guys to catch up on. Remember the patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Hey baddies. And remember to leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, This is my first day back in LA and it's kind of getting readjusted to everything, including my sleep schedule. It has been just such a wild last month and a half for so many reasons. And it just, I don't even know whether I'm coming or going. I got a couple days here, then I go to Arizona, then I got to go back to New York. And it just looks like it's going to be like that until the end of the year. Like this is must, this, this must be what like a, a rock star feels like. <laughs> must be like a nerdy rock star feels like, but I kind of, I don't know, this last year is, I need some stability. That's what we'll say. Well, I need some stability. And so that's what 2024 is going to be all about. Uh, Before we get into these interviews, uh, let's start off with uh, a segment that we haven't done in a while, even though we talk about entertainment stories every day on this show. But uh, let's do it officially. This is, once again, the Bailey Mail. 
Ooh, nice sound effect. The Daily Mail is pretty much where I read stories from the Daily Mail, entertainment news headlines, and then we talk about it. Just give it a quick 10 minutes of everything that you need to know in pop culture today, Tuesday, October 2nd? No, October 3rd. Yeah, let's get into it. So, you guys, Camelot has fallen once again. We have news of another celebrity breakup. Uh, This is very sad. Actor Jodie Turner-Smith files for divorce from Joshua Jackson. Now, a lot of you people out there, you hold Joshua Jackson very near and dear to your heart because he was Pacey on Dawson's Creek. And a lot of you guys are very thirsty for Joshua Jackson. And also Jodie Turner-Smith, very beautiful. But Jodie Turner-Smith filed for divorce. Now, she has listed the date of separation as September 13th. She is citing irreconcilable differences, and she is seeking joint custody of their daughter, Juno, who is three. And this looked like a very happy couple. He always looked like he adored her on the red carpet. But I guess that's red carpet you're putting on your best face. A lot of blinds, I I don't have any official information, but a lot of blinds say that he might have a wandering eye, which is also interesting because he just starred in that Paramount Plus uh, series, Fatal Attraction, where he played a philandering husband and bad things happen. So who knows what this story is? We'll probably find out a lot more details, but it was interesting. I posted this on my Instagram earlier today when I found out, and a lot of people were truly bummed, but then a lot of people were like, now it's my turn. Yeah, Joshua, what's going on? That's exactly how I picture your voices when you are thirsting for Josh. What up, Joshua Jackson? I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, Listen, I've been through a divorce. I mean, that's so, so hard and brutal. Uh, I'm curious the story. Who's to blame? Is it a shared blame? Who knows? But then, according to the Daily Mail, uh, you know, the paper of note, uh, we had this story that came out this afternoon. Jody Turner-Smith perplexes her fans with a sizzling outfit for Gucci Milan's Fashion Week show while still wearing the wedding ring despite shock divorce from Joshua Jackson. Now, she was still wearing the wedding ring. Now, what's that all about? Is that a sign? Are they possibly okay? Or is it just you're used to wearing a piece of jewelry so much that you just, you don't take it off? But when you are an actor, when you are in the public eye, you know you are going to be recorded, you're going to be photographed. So there's a lot of messaging that gets put out through celebrities. I mean, we even saw it with the artist formerly known as Raquel, Rachel Levis, when she wore that baseball hat, be a nice person. People, you know, wear messages on their shirts now. Um, You know, Ariana, when she, you know, the the outfit she wore to the reunion for Vanderpump, didn't it say 1-800-BOYS-LIE? You can put out media messages if you are a celebrity. Us normal people, we don't get to do that. We don't get the pleasure of wearing something... Do you remember, you guys, when Facebook and Twitter, you know, especially when Twitter first started, but Facebook, you would have your friends, you know, like some random person would post like a really sappy lyric to a Journey song. And you'd be like, what's going on with that person? Like, because you knew they were crying out, like something was wrong and they potentially wanted to be asked. You're like, what? Why are you quoting a very sad journey song right now? People would like put that messaging out on social media in hopes 
of people picking up on something. And that's what celebrities do, I think, with fashion and with like the ring, no ring, who's wearing the ring, are they still wearing the ring, Sophie Turner took off the ring. I mean, this is, my prediction though, is that Jody Turner-Smith will show up at a restaurant with Taylor Swift by the end of this week. Taylor Swift is seems to be the number one place you go to hang, you hang out with Taylor Swift if you are currently exiting a relationship. Um, so we will see on that, but yes, uh, ladies, men, Joshua, Joshua Jackson and and Jody Turner Smith are potentially up for grabs again. Uh, but that's, that seems, they seem both like really nice people. So I was, I was genuinely bummed. Isn't it funny though, how we do personalize celebrity relationships? I mean, God, all that crap about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey right now, which I've got some statistics to read for you. But I have never read as many think pieces. Our friend Emily Yar from the Washington Post, she wrote a great piece about the relationship. But then a lot of things out there, a lot of the the big push is that this is a PR relationship. This is a P. Taylor Swift, the NFL needs Taylor Swift. You know, Taylor Swift needs to put the NFL on the map. Now, listen, you guys know me. I'm the bad boy of podcasting, but I'm not a huge fan of sports, which you're like, Ryan, but you're a bad boy. Bad boys like sports. I like the sports of housewives, but folks, summer is just around the corner. So it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily I found quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because quince has all the seasonal must haves like 100% European linen shirts from 30 performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. I'm starting to get a little tired and it's only been a week and a half or two weeks of like full intense Travis Taylor relationship news. Um, the PR stuff of the, oh, this is all just to keep their spotlight shining. I get it. I get it, right? That's, that's an easy thing to think. It's an easy thing to think. But I do want to make the argument for once you are a celebrity of that stature or a celebrity at all, anything that you do, anybody that you date is going to be in some fashion PR. It's going to be some fashion PR, even if you're not trying to make it PR. Just because we pay attention, news outlets pick it up. I mean, the NFL really does seem to have a gigantic boner. Like they literally had Taylor Swift on their Twitter, like their Twitter feed. They had like their header was a Taylor Swift photo cheering at the Chiefs game. Like, my God, get a room, NFL. Like that is so wildly thirsty. Like chill out just a hair. But. I think it's PR in the sense that everything Taylor does, 
you know, when you are one of right now, the top celebrities in the world, it's going to be PR. Anything that you do, any light that you shine on, anyone that you hang out is going to put them in the public eye. Yeah, I do think it is completely um, not staged, but I think she knew what she was doing when she took Sophie Turner to to um, Via Carota at the restaurant. She knew what message that was going to send out. Yeah, but I also think she likes Sophie Turner. Of course, when you are dating a very famous football player and you are a very famous musician, that is going to turn a lot of heads. Does that mean Taylor Swift is not horny for Travis Kelsey? It does not mean that. I think, as we always say on this podcast, two things can be true at once. Taylor and Travis can be horny for each other and the combined wattage of their star power can do great things for both of these people. But I do kind of stop at the fact of Taylor with a notebook, even though, you know, did you see those notes that were proven to be not hers last week of like notes for the KC Chiefs? Like, these are the things you need to know if you are a Kansas City Chiefs fan. It was like somebody put it on a TikTok and it was like, it was like, like girl writing, you know, little hearts over the eye and things like that. I'm joking about that part. But I I think that uh, I just, I just think that we've kind of, I think we all fashion ourselves as pop culture commentators, right? And we all now have, like I always talk about these seconds, you know, these second screens in our hand, they're glued in our hands. We are now raised on TMZ, Daily Mail, Page Six, Instagram, Twitter. We have information flying at us at all times. And I think we think of ourselves as very savvy, is that you can't put anything past us. You know, I mean, I would rather an Illuminati rumor at this point with Taylor Swift more than this is a stage relationship to help the NFL or to help Taylor Swift or to help Travis Kelsey. To me, that kind of thinking is boring because I just don't believe Taylor sits home at night and goes, "Okay, this week, you know what? Pitch me ideas, folks. What do we have? What do we have? You know, I've worked my ass off on tour. It was wildly successful. I'm close to being a billionaire. Everything is coming up, Taylor. But how can we go bigger? Oh, data football player? That's interesting. I haven't done that. I'm just on the heels of this Maddie Healy from the 1975 relationship, which people didn't really like. That's the other thing. Oh, she's doing this because people really didn't like that. Now, the the girls that host the podcast Say Bible are potentially going to come on. I've got to I got to get back to them because they don't like Taylor. I have a feeling, and I think that would be a fascinating discussion to have. But it's interesting because I think families like the Kardashians, I do think they plan. I do think, you know, my 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 thought had always been with Chris, I've said this so many times, is that she must have like the wildest calendar. Like each one of the daughters gets a separate color and she writes in like, okay, we're going to debut the Chalamet relationship here. Um, okay, we're going to do the Gucci Bad Bunny here. Oh, wait, wait, we can't do that. Courtney's going to release her vitamins that day. We need to step off that day. The scheduling must be insane. But I think, like I keep saying, their talent is fame. So you do have to put that extra work into it. Also, Taylor's not going to fall in love with somebody that works at Walmart. Shout out to Walmart. I actually do enjoy their fashions. They're no Old Navy, but they'll do. But I just still think that Taylor's only going to meet somebody of a certain stature. You know, if Travis Kelsey slides into your DMs, that's more likely to be read or she's going to hear about it more than Ryan Bailey, the podcaster, you know? So that's going to get past her. And, and think about how you guys have crushes on people or when you do or how you approach relationships. And especially think about it when you're younger, because I think when you are famous, when you get that first 
big taste of fame, you sometimes get arrested development and you stop growing at that age. So for Taylor, it was probably like 18 years old or 19 years old. I mean, they don't know what day-to-day life, like, you know, they, they of course know what day-to-day life is like, but like we know life to be. It, it's different for them in a sense. And I'm not standing up for her in any sense. I just do believe this relationship is more real than a lot of people think it is, but it can only be so real because Taylor is a celebrity of that stature of that. That's gigantic. She's only dated celebrities for the most part. So this is completely normal for her. I mean, we all freak out about it because it seems like a pivot, but you know, it's interesting. Like Taylor Swift had the eras tour and we always we always think about, or we always try to paint, and especially women we do this to, we paint them as having eras in just terms of their relationships and not their career. When I'm more excited about Taylor's career than any kind of relationship she could be in, do I think that they will last? I don't know. Probably not. Do I care? Not particularly. You know, if they break up, am I still going to go overseas and see her play at that stadium in, uh, in Stockholm? Fuck yeah, I am. It's not going to change my life one way or the other. And that's why I think it's funny, but I love pop culture. So I love getting excited about these things, right? I think there's something positive to it because it's fun. It's fun to make jokes. Now these, these, uh, these doofuses over at Barstool Sports, What's his name? Big Cat something. I keep getting sent this video where they did their podcast today and they said, you know what? I don't believe I won't believe that this isn't PR unless I see a sex tape. Once I see that sex tape and I can see some P and the V, then I'll believe this is a real relationship. First off, you're disgusting. You know, first off, you know, that's gross, dude. You probably have a sister, a mother or or both of them. I mean, yeah. And we don't need to prove. I mean, I think that's probably why Taylor is somewhat private about the goings on in these actual relationships. We see the photos, but we don't really know the stories firsthand a lot of the times, not just for Taylor, but a lot of celebrity relationships. We just know them from photos. We know them from celebrity blinds. We know them from rumors and 60% of those usually are not true. So I would understand why you would want to be private and because you have to have like these fucking doofuses saying stuff like, would love to see a sex tape. I'll know when I see Taylor Swift's butt. That's when I know this relationship's re- real. You know, this guy probably has a blood pressure of like 210. He, I mean, he kind of looks like me, actually. We're not doing well. We shouldn't be requesting anything of anybody. But yes, these things are going to make everybody more money. There obviously is a financial component. So two things can be true at once. This can help everybody involved, including the NFL, including Taylor Swift's ticket sales for her movie, even though I think those tickets were going to sell regardless. And it's not like now a bunch of NFL fans that didn't like Taylor Swift are like, you know what? I'm going to go check out a three-hour Taylor Swift concert at AMC Movies because I like the cut of that Travis Kelsey's jib. You know, (laughs) it's so ridiculous. But it's fun. It's fun to speculate. I just think we make everything into rumors now. We make everything into conspiracy theories now. And that's the bummer. Like, and especially with the rise of artificial intelligence, I spent so much today looking at Tom Hanks is livid right now because they have an AI Tom Hanks selling dental insurance. And he was like, this is ridiculous. I did not do this. And now you can put my image, my voice, all of this into an AI program. And now all of a sudden I'm a spokesman for dental, for shitty dental insurance. 
And the thing is, you watch these things and listen, I can kind of tell they're fake, but would my 99-year-old grandma be able to? My, I don't even know if she even knows who Tom Hanks is. Bad example. But most people with a non-discerning eye, because you aren't watching these things intensely, go, oh, wow, Tom Hanks must really need money. He's hawking dental insurance. It's a really scary time that we live in for so many reasons. And that's why I always say, read as much as you can, check your sources, all of this stuff. But the Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift stuff, it's fun to speculate. It's a fun pop culture relationship, but we'll see how far it goes. Like, listen, five games, if I have to watch three more NFL games over the next three weeks, I'm hoping this relationship ends because I've now tuned into like two weeks of football and it's done pretty, not done a lot for me. And I know so many of you guys love football. Also, shout out to Kate Legaco. She's upset because I called Sophie Ross uh, so bad it's good sports correspondent when it should be Kate. Kate really knows a lot about sports. Um, so sorry to Kate Legaco. And also, I was uh, told that uh, that that we were wrong about the Patrick Mahomes wife, that there is bad blood. There is some stuff going on in terms of I'll get into that at another time. Anyways, I just wanted to let you know I was told I was wrong. I apologize profusely, and I'm going to work to get this sports knowledge correct next time. Okay, so moving on from that, we got uh, that's. Oh wait, actually, no, one more thing. I just wanted to write and turn read this to you. So it does. These relationships do help everybody. Now, I would say it helps Taylor Swift. It helps Travis Kelsey way more than Taylor Swift. So get this. These are some hard stats in terms of just Instagram. So Taylor Swift in the last couple of weeks, Travis Kelsey has gained over eight hundred and sixty thousand Instagram followers more than 2023's voted on top 100 NFL players combined. He has gained more followers in September than he did following all three Super Bowls he played in combined. And the NFL player who gained the second most Instagram followers last week was, guess, guess? Okay, it's his brother, Jason Kelsey, who added 137,000 137, Instagram followers. Isn't that fascinating? I, I find that truly intriguing to 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 read about. I, I just it, it blows me away. Also, get this in terms of viewers, the Kansas City Chiefs versus New York Jets Sunday Night Football game averaged around 27 million viewers. It was the most watched Sunday show since the Super Bowl in February. Isn't that wild? I find this stuff so so fascinating. Oh wait, here's the thing. Um, at never Bloomberg wrote, um, she wrote, I'm so sorry, but it's hilarious that Kayla Nicole initially unfollowed Brittany and Patrick. Brittany is Jackson Mahomes, the KC chiefs quarterbacks wife. Then Jackson comments on her IG post. And she was like, uh, I forgot about this weirdo and then unfollowed him too. So Guys, I don't even know what I just said, but that is some inside sports knowledge, I guess. Okay, moving on. Uh, this is exciting. Uh, Paramount Plus is going to be releasing a documentary on the boy band Golden Age with NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. It gets it got the green light today. It's going to be directed by Tamara Davis. So I think that is very exciting. Uh, in terms of Bravo news, 
John Mayer was the guest on Watch What Happens Live with Andy. And I got to tell you, I want their love. I They are so cute together. Andy lights up like a Christmas tree. And you can tell they have a very deep, beautiful friendship. And I, you know, I, I, when, when I first saw John Mayer at Dead and Company for the first time, and he was singing beautifully, and he was just wailing on that guitar, and I, I was pissed off. I kept screaming, "Leave a little for the rest of us, John!" Because it was like, how do you not love John Mayer? Now I know he said a lot of problematic things, like 15, 16 years ago, treated Jessica Simpson like crap, but. The talent that this man has is really kind of mind-blowing. Anyways, he is promoting, he's going to have a new channel on Sirius XM in November, and the channel is called Life with John Mayer, and he says it uh, it's a real-time channel curated to match the time of day, playing the music you're most likely to be in the mood for, driving to work in the morning, I'll play, I'll be playing high energy, let's make today great music, studying or unwinding on a weeknight, tune in to hear music to focus and relax to, headed out on a Friday night, I got you, Sunday morning breakfast, ditto, Saturday night dinner parties and late night love on the weekend, you'll hear the right music for the moment. There's even going to be programming designed to help you fall asleep in the wee hours of the morning. You'll hear my music, the music I love, my thoughts and insights, and lots of other surprises to come. I'll be posting updates as I continue to bring life to life. And I got to tell you, I like this concept. I like the concept of curation. And this is what I try to even do on this show is curate. Now, a lot of the stuff I curate, it's kind of trashy. It's kind of so bad it's good. And I'm good. I like that. It makes me happy. But I love curation. One of the best things that you can do for your friends or loved ones is recommend things to them. You read a good book, let people know about it. You listen to a good album, let people listen to it. You want to recommend things. Tell people what moves you. I love the thought of curation. Yeah, I want to know what John Mayer makes love to with Andy Cohen. No, No, I love love it. I will actually be checking this out. I love Sirius XM for Howard. Also, I was thinking about this today because I watched a bunch of episodes of The Office the other night when I was trying to sleep. And John Mayer would have been a really good Jim Halpert. He kind of, if you look at him, he kind of has that Jim kind of, you know, looked at the camera, kind of cutesy, but like every man kind of a thing. I think he would have been a great Jim Halpert, but I'm I'm down to listen to this. I'm I'm looking forward to that actually. So we'll see what that's all about. Uh, I'm I'm happy that John Mayer has not met Bryn Whitfield from Real Housewives of New York. I think Bryn, like you, you see Bryn flirting with everybody everywhere she goes. I think she would like have a flirt explosion around John Mayer. I think she would just internally combust. So I'm, I'm scared for when Andy lets Bryn be around John Mayer. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So, the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash betches. Also tonight, we had Below Deck uh, Med, Captain Sandy, Captain Sandy carefully watching over the crew the entire time. Luca was made bosun tonight. Now, Luca, uh, we got to meet him on Below Deck Down Under this season, and he seems like a really nice guy. He's a bosun because this guy that was supposed to be bosun lied about his paperwork, and he forged paperwork. Not on Captain Sandy's watch. Captain Sandy has two good eyes. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> the last week's episode, Captain Sandy revealed that she was having the doctor on as a uh, yacht guest who did a surgery on her eye because her eye couldn't close all the way after like this accident. And this doctor did something to her eye to help her eye close. And I just, I kept, you know, it's like, I'm glad she got it fixed, but I just kept thinking about like Captain Sandy with one eye open the entire time, which is very Captain Sandy. Like Captain Sandy's always got one eye open on you. I still have never forgiven her for the Hannah Farrier, the Valium, and the weed pen. I still, I remember that season during the pandemic. I was livid. We were so livid about being locked indoors. And I was just, I remember that episode and I was just like, ugh, it just can't get any worse. It just, we're locked indoors and now Captain Sandy is breathing down Hannah's neck and now she has to leave because of a Valium? What, because of maritime law? Are you kidding? Anyways. I think Luca is going to like hook up with the chief stew or she was the chief stew and she's in a, this chief stew is in an open relationship, but she's like, I love my boyfriend, but I'm in an open relationship. And it pretty much sounds like the boyfriend's the one that pushed the open relationship and the boyfriend admitted he just hooked up with somebody. So now I'm curious to see if she's going to hook up with Luca. You know, they're going to hook up. They're so encouraged to hook up on these shows. Are you kidding me? That is definitely, definitely going to happen. So uh, Below Deck Mad, great. You know what I started rewatching too, because it's spooky season. We're in the month of October. I started watching the Saw franchise and uh, I was like, in the Saw franchise, it's, uh, it's, amp- it's aptly named because there's a lot of sawing, a lot of body parts, a lot of, it looks pretty, it's pretty intense, these movies, but there's 10 of them. And I'm like, do you think I can get through 10 Saw movies? I bet I can. I'm up to the task, but we'll see. I'm going to have a guest on, I think, later in October to come on and talk to me about the Saw movies. So we'll we'll see if I can get through. I'm, I'm down one. I got nine more to go. Also, in other Bravo news, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I don't know if this is true or not, but Sutton Strack, 
What's up? What's up, Ryan? It's me, Sutton. I say, I say. Realize why the Beverly Hills is coming back. I own a ballet company and two minor league baseball teams. I say, I say. I got to start warming up for those impressions again. Those horrible, horrible impressions. Anyways, she said on Teresa Giudici's podcast that the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, it was supposed to be premiering November 3rd, I think, or 2nd or 3rd. She says it got moved up to October 25th. Now, I just find it hard to believe that they would let Sutton know before Kyle. Sutton's like, yeah, they call me first, I say, I say. I'm I'm sent a diamond this season. They they check in, they October 25th, go with you, Sutton, I say, I say. So we'll see how that goes, but I'm very excited to have the Beverly Hills ladies back, but we should be getting the trailer momentarily. So moving on, you guys, let's get to our amazing guests. Uh, Just to set you up, Selling the OC now premiered a couple of years ago, or the first season premiered last year, I believe, actually. And I just, I've watched all the seasons of Selling Sunset, obviously, but I kind of prefer Selling the OC. I do. I For some reason, Selling the OC, I got way more into. And I thought this group of people, especially you can tell Alex and Polly are like buddy, buddy. And you can tell Alex's relationship with Tyler, which we see kind of take a new turn in the second season. You know, you can see the gang that gets along with each other and the gang that doesn't get along with each other. And I think that it makes for just such good reality television. Now, of course, the Oppenheim group or the O group, as they call it on these shows, they open this office in Orange County. Uh, it is uh, kind of ran by Jason Oppenheim. And uh, you have this cast of characters. You got Alexander Jarvis. Um, and she is kind of, she's a little snooty. And she gets into it with Alex Hall in the second season. Then you have Alexandra Rose and Alexandra Rose and Alexandra Jarvis in the first season. They used to be buddies, but now they're kind of not buddies anymore. And they introduced me to the concept of door knocking, where you just go knock on strangers' mansion doors to see if they want to sell their house. Now, I ask all four of these ladies about that, and it's, you know, different <laughs> different answers. No, I mean, same answers. They say it exists, because I'm like, this doesn't exist. You can't go just door knocking on mansions. But I guess in the OC, you can. Now, the second season is only eight short episodes. I need it to be way longer, and I need the third season now. The good news is the third season has already been filmed, but we don't know what happens because it leaves off, not with a cliffhanger per se, but there is stuff that happens between Alex and Tyler that we need answers, and we get to talk a little bit about that with Alex. Now, the two groups of women, you know, Kayla and Brandy and Alex and Polly, you know, the... They, I don't want to say they don't get along in the show. They've had conflict and I'm curious to see where that goes in the third season. Um, I do ask Alex about her relationship with Alexander Jarvis, but Alexander Jarvis is not on the show today. So I was totally okay with getting into that. But these two ladies, you know, these two sets of ladies, they've kind of butted heads and I'm curious to see where that heads in the third season. What I will say though, and I mentioned that these ladies look like actors. They look like they come right off like a movie screen or a TV show, but they truly are real estate agents. And I will say, even off mic when we weren't recording, like Brandy was at the Oppenheim office. Brandy was there in the vault. I was like, no way. But they're all like out there selling real estate. Like if you go to their Instagram accounts, they're doing listings. And that is something that kind of got impressed 
on me, like, or even I picked that up too, of just how important this job is to all of them. Like that the TV show is like, oh, we thought it was cool, but like, I'm shocked about the reaction to that. But I was, I was kind of, I don't know if the word is impressed, but I was like, wow, these really, they're really out there pounding the pavement, doing the door knocks, doing all of these things. And it is interesting because I think a lot of times reality shows, we point the finger, like I talked earlier in pop culture about things being fake and conspiracies and stuff. And oh my God. But what I walked away from, especially with Polly and Alex's interview was how real this all is. You know, that you're like, oh man, it seems like she potentially has her feelings hurt about this or, oh my God, it seems like they really don't get along. You really got that feeling. And I try to keep things positive on all my interviews for the most part. And especially these people don't know me. Like I come off like a loon. I'm all excited to talk to them. They're like, who's this weird guy? But I will say what I walked away with of like, oh my God, this is like really real. And it made me want to watch that third season of Selling the OC even more. So if you haven't started, try it. It is overpowering. The editing is great. The lighting, the music, I talk all about that. Uh, Adam DeBello, who created this, and like I said, created The Hills and Selling Sunset, he is just a master of this particular type of reality TV that I think is very popular. So if you haven't given it a shot, go to Netflix. You can binge both seasons right now. Second season just premiered a couple of weeks ago. So I was very lucky to talk to all four of these ladies. So let's start. You know what? Let's start with Alex and Polly, and then we'll come back and we'll do uh, we'll do Brandy and Kayla, and we'll call it a day. Anyways, I love you guys, and here is the cast of Selling the OC. Welcome back to So Bad It's Good, presented by Betches Media. Today, I am so excited because I have two of the stars of one of my favorite reality television series on right now. I rewatched the second season of this show for the second time this weekend. It's like comfort food. You've got the pounding music, the beautiful lighting, the drama, the homes. You got Cabo. You got potential romantic relationships happening. You have somebody feeding somebody Italian food with glass in it. It has everything that you possibly could want from a television series on Netflix. It's called Selling the OC. And today we have two of my favorite cast members, Alex Hall and Polly, Polly Brindle. Welcome to the show. Hey, hi. Thank you for having us. Um, you guys, are you, what's it like to be, uh, were you prepared for the success of Selling the OC? I think we knew it was going to be a hit show, just given who our producers are and what their track record is. I think what we weren't prepared for was what came along with the success of the show, if you will. Yeah, I think... It's, you know, based on the the huge success of Selling Sunset, we knew it was going to be big. We knew that already we had a lot of eyes on us going in. But I don't think you really can prepare for what it's like. You can kind of think, oh, yeah, I'm going to get, you know, my social media following is going to go up. You know, people are going to be, you know, interested or whatever. But I don't think you can really prepare fully until you're in it. So... Well, everybody kept saying too, like, once we actually started filming, like, even like Jason and the producers, they were like (laughs) salivating. They're like, oh my God, this is going to be so good. And we're living it, right? Like, this is our, you know, reality, if you will. And so we're going through the motions where, you know, everyone's getting, you know, getting to know each other. And we're just like, 
what everybody else is saying about the show, we're getting to kind of see through their eyes, if you will. And so yeah. they've been spot on every time. Yeah. And we live it. And it's kind of weird to be like in the middle of filming. We're like, is this even interesting? Yeah. Like, oh, is it is. It is so interesting. It's just our life. Yeah. It's so weird to like live it. And then, you know, obviously they do all of what they do and then it turns into this really yeah. entertaining show. And it's like, oh, I guess we are pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> ladies have to deal... Well, you guys have to deal with something that you didn't have to deal with like 15 or 16 years ago in terms of reality television is you have all of these people, like you said, commenting on what they're seeing. They're making memes. They're throwing in their two cents. So like, even if you had your girlfriend, your best girlfriend saying, oh, I want you to hook up with that guy. That's one thing. But now you have thousands and potentially millions of people saying, I want you guys together. Or why did you kiss him? That's got to be really tough after you actually live that experience and have some distance on it. Yeah, it's wild to like re it's like you relive it right. when it yeah. comes out. And it's instant, you know, it's instant and it's global. You know, that's the kind of mind fuck about it. It's yeah. kind of it it's a lot. And it's to your point, something that nobody really had to deal with, you know, 10, 15 years ago with where social media is at right now. Like everyone that watches a show that's been around for years, whatever it is, even if it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. They all have an opinion. You watch a show and you have an opinion, right? But the difference now is that the people who you have an opinion about are seeing what your fucking opinion is. And you're like, I don't want to know what your opinion is. Like, <laughs> keep it to yourself. Like, that's my business. And so many people feel the need to share their opinions, whether good or bad. Obviously, the good yeah. ones are way better than the negative ones, but it's still <laughs> just, it takes some getting used to. And I think that that's also a way that a lot of us cast have bonded um you know not just through being you know throughout filming of the show and getting to know each other but also like trauma bonding if you will over over the what we get on social media and it's an experience that nobody can possibly understand unless they go through it themselves I've, i i find that really sorry polly yeah. what like together as well you know so season one came out and that's when we really you know our kind of group or certain people in the office really did have and nothing will break that because it was such a kick in the head just the overwhelming nature of you know the good bad the you know everything being out there that even the girls you know the girls on selling sunset are really helpful and and like oh you can talk to us about it and jason is too but even them they don't really know it's got to be us, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Those are the conversation I, I want to see. I want to see you talking to Jason about the impact of the show. I mean, those two brothers, it is wild how now they are the face of real estate on Netflix. And you guys are working for such a powerful company, even besides the show. How does this affect? Because, Polly, I was on your Instagram. You're selling places. Like, I see the ads up. I see the marketing. I see all of this yeah. stuff. How does this help or hurt your actual, because you guys aren't actors. You guys look like movie actors, but you actually do this for a living. Living. Does this help or hurt? Uh, Well, I actually, my journey on the show coincided with me actually getting my license. So I've not had experience of being a realtor without the show. I got hired by Jason when he was opening up his office down here, building out his team. And then a couple of months later, before I was still studying for my license, I found out about the show. So I don't have the experience that Alex has of years at a different brokerage before. So she would be 
much better. Well, and I always tell Polly, I'm like, you don't know what it's really like out there. Like, your first experience is this, and she's had phenomenal success. I mean, we, I, I'm like her mom. Like, I'm always patting her on the back, and I'm like, I'm so proud of you. Like, you have no idea how, like, she's she knows how great she's doing, but she also came into it and she worked her little butt off and she's had so much success. And I'm just like, you don't know though. Like she only knows this. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um, but she, I'm like, but you don't know the, like the other side of the coin. Like this is all, she only knows it for, from the Oppenheim group and literally filming like that's yeah. been her, her experience with real estate, which is, I mean, I can't even imagine yeah i'm sat in the office and you know we have the bar we've got the gym we've got the pool table we've got all of this stuff and i'm like it's not every yeah Yeah, the guys yeah go to caldwell realtors or something like they do not have what you guys don't they don't have a vault there you don't get to ring the bell Uh, how annoying cubes and i'm like yeah yeah (laughs) can you get any work done on those small metal tables i just they frustrate me every time i see them they're so tiny that you guys have to all put your laptops on and talk in a big group. It just seems like that. I, I feel like my laptop would fall off all the time. Yeah. They're huge. They're in huge. The- they're uh, honestly like to Polly's point when, like when I first started out in real estate, granted, you know, I absolutely loved my first spot where I landed and I was mentored by a phenomenal man. And we were in cubicles. Our desks were literally the size of our laptops. Like those desks, they're cumbersome and they're huge <laughs> and like unnecessarily large per person. They're really big. Like, you I, I, you're, okay, so you are pro those desks. I'm just having like a, a weird reaction to it. Um, Polly, what does Scarper mean? You've said Scarper now three or four times in the what? second scene. What does Scarper mean? I didn't even, it's funny actually, watching back the show, like the English little things that I say without even saying it. No, You said no, early no. days, early day. It's early days, very Love Island. It's early days. Yeah. Well, I am a true Brit, you know, uh, I've still got a lot of sayings, you know, in my back pocket that apparently come out. But scalper is like runaway. Is there an English uh, term for door knocking? We hear about door knocking uh, every season now about just going up to random people's houses to try to garner opportunities. And I'm fascinated by the concept of door knocking because I just feel like, how are you getting past security to door knock? There's ways. There's, there's, there's ways to get through uh, the security on it in a gated community. In a, for sure. And also, you have to remember, like where we are. We're not in Los Angeles. We're in beautiful, you know. I don't want to knock on wood. Safe Orange County. <laughs> like we're not. We don't have like a lot of instances where we're coming with gar- like to a home and there's three pit bulls and Rottweilers and an armed guard. Like most, a lot of these beautiful, stunning homes are, you know they're at ease and they're, yeah. you know, some of them will like get the fuck off my doorstep, but a lot of other people, you know, they're actually warm and welcoming and inviting. And it just depends on who's behind the door. You have a new cast member that gets added to the season that had, has kind of like a poly story where does not have their real estate license yet. Isn't that correct? That she did not have, she gets her real estate license by the very end the other Alex. Uh, I don't think she's licensed yet. Is she? She's not even not licensed yet. Okay, no. so she was being added on. It's like that—that that was the confusing thing is that we got to meet her mom. We got she's from Nashville. She's coming in, and she's another woman with the name of Alex. There are four Alexes in the office now. How much does that chap your hide, oh, Alex? Right. There's three. Okay, Jarvis. Okay, but I mean that's that's a lot of Alexes still. I agree. Well, the, but the, the I, funny part is that actually not one of them goes by Alex. I'm the only one that actually goes by Alex. Um, Harper 
is called Allie. Allie. Jarvis is called Alexandra or Rachel, maybe. I don't know. And Rose. Rose is, she prefers to go by Alexandra or Rose. So there's only one Alex, to be fair. And a okay. lot of other people with the same full name. Yes, I agree. They're, we're, and we're they're all the calling you Hall this season. I was like, they're, they're yeah. now calling you Hall. I'm like, at least call her Alex if she's the first Alex. Okay. Yeah, but also like I always <laughs> had nicknames like A-Hall and like people always. I, I call you A-Hall. Yeah, it's not. It's nothing that <laughs> sounds like A-Hall and I think it's yeah. funny. Original. <laughs> Um, it is. That's what people say. I'm not. I'm used to. It. Um, I think season three is potentially already filmed right now. But there are so many questions, or a big one that is left at the end of season two. There is what I kind of perceive as a Ross Rachel romance from Friends. The will they, won't they? There's a certain couple that I think a lot of people root for out there. And at the very end of this season, you guys, there is kind of waves happening in in an actual you know, whirlpool at Polly's birthday party. Are you allowed to speak on at all what that relationship with Tyler is, where it's at right now? Because at the very end, you even say how concerned you are because you are such good friends. And that's such a gigantic leap to throw romance into that mix, even though I think a lot of us are wanting that and potential other of your cast members are pushing that notion on you. How hard has this been? Yeah, she leans over to Polly. How hard has this been for you to navigate something that seems very real and, and you know, you're a real person? Yeah, you know, a lot harder than I ever would have imagined, um, just in terms of the fact that it's never, I've never been in a situation like this where, you know, We've got a really, really good friend. And then obviously that evening in the hot tub, I was pretty surprised that he was saying all of that. Um, and, you know, we're just navigating. Um, I The hard part is, is that we filmed, you know, we're just finishing filming an entirely new season after season two. And again, you guys are going to get all of us and there's a there's a lot that goes on and you guys get a, a, a really I feel like you definitely get a deeper a deeper look. Polly, how much money do I have to offer you to let me know exactly what she's referring to? Can you spill all of the secrets for us right now? Because I'll, you I'll you know all the information. Substantial amount of money. <laughs> Why don't if you give me a lot of money, maybe I'll tell you. Alex, I thought you were like I thought you were a vault. I thought it, well, I'm happy to give either of you a lot of money because now this is keeping me up at night and I know you guys know the answers and we want to know and that's the only problem with selling the OC season two is that the eight episodes just fly by and now we're going to have to wait an ungodly amount of time to know how this story continues. Um, Polly, speaking about that though. Too long. Hopefully not too long. I don't think it's going to be like a year, you no. know. Uh, yeah. But I do I agree really... working on getting yeah. more episodes because it's honestly, and that's also, you know, the, you know, the problem, if you will, is because we film for so long and there's so much content and there's so many of us that a lot of it gets wiped out when it comes to yeah. the end and it doesn't make the cut. And it's like, that's also why people are like, wait, what? Or they're confused because it's all captured. Okay. And we all <laughs> have all of our individual stories that have happened, you know, on camera, but that didn't make it. And so God willing, we'll get more episodes in the next and seasons. more seasons. And more seasons. Yeah. I know this. I mean, this thing I can see going for a 
an, like eight seasons at least. It truly, I think, I found it so, I, I love selling Sunset, I do, but I found this so much, uh, it was just so watchable for me. And uh, Polly, I, I wanted to ask you, are we going to potentially see any more of your dating life on this show? Because I'll tell you, season two, I was not, I thought I was hung over because I didn't know if I was hearing correctly that you actually potentially, well, you you, you might have you might have kissed Tyler at one point. And I thought I was, I didn't hear that right. And obviously it was just a party. You guys said it was just friends. I believe you. But do we get to see your dating life potentially a little bit more at any point? Yeah, I mean, that wasn't a dating situation at all. That no, was a no, drunk was... two <laughs> yes. friends. Um, that we left off, you know, it, it got brought up by other people when I don't think that was necessary at all. But, you know, um, I've been single for two and a half years. I started two new careers and wanted to focus on myself. And um, I've been doing that. And it's only in the last few months that I've actually been open to meeting someone again and being vulnerable with somebody because I'm very much, you know, I'm all for, you know, the banter and I can do casual very easily, but I'm kind of ready for something substantial in my life. So I'm open to it, but okay, she's open. Currently, not. it's early days, though. It's early yes. days. We'll see what happens. Well, um, set up more than anybody I've ever. I mean, we're all like every time we're together. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've got this guy. Do you think he's cute? Oh, I've got this guy. What about him? Do you think he's <laughs> like everybody loves her so much, and so we're always trying to like match make and put her with people. I'm open to it, though. Yeah, she is. Like, I am open to it, but I, I. I don't know whether I'm picky, but for me, I just need... It sounds like you might be picky. It sounds like you might be picky. Particular, I, you know? I just need chemistry. I just need the chemistry, honestly. And, you know, if they're six foot six, that's great. <laughs> oh, um, great. That's- six foot six. Okay. That's super easy. Um... Uh, you guys went to Cabo on se- you guys went to Cabo on season two. They make every I mean Cabo is a beautiful place. The OC is a beautiful place, but the filming on this makes everything just look so gorgeous. These houses that you go into um, is Cabo going to be coming back up? Would you want to sell real estate there? And what are the other places if you weren't selling an OC that you would actually be like this is my dream place to sell in right now? This is I've said this for the last decade that I've been selling homes in Orange County that there's no. For me, there's no better place. Like this is. Yeah, I don't want to sell anywhere else. Creme de la creme. We've got ocean and palm trees and. This is the best, but I will say, you know, with that being said, Cabo really is. It's so 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 impressive, and the architecture there. I would I would love to sell in Cabo. We've got an office there. I mean, Jason has Jason and Brett have really done their part to set it up for us and make it, you know as easy as it could possibly be. And we've got a lot of turnover from, from here in Orange County, LA area going to Cabo. And it's just another one of those absolutely breathtaking places to sell real estate. Yeah. My ideal would be to do a lot of business from my clients here, buying their second, third homes in Cabo. I don't see myself spending a lot of time in Cabo and actually like living there to work. Like I, I mean, here is, yeah, paradise. Yeah. So. Um, there is drama on this season, and there is a particular cast member. I mean, this Jarvis is really coming at you, I think. there's, I mean, there's obviously a lot of drama, but 
Are, is there any hope for uh, you and Jar- you, Alex, you and Jarvis to team up at any point? We learn with reality television that you you can be really you know good friends one season, you know, and then team like be evil to each other the next. Is this something that that you could see you guys coming together at any point? Yeah, I mean to be clear, yeah, you are right. You can see good friendships and people turn, and I think that it we for me it just weeds out the phony and the fake. I mean, I think what you see with, you know, our core friend group is we're consistent. You know what I mean? Like we are able to get through the hard times. We tell each other how it is. We tell each other when we fuck yeah, up. Yeah, we can call each other out yeah. and it not be like brought up. Yeah. Well, you can tell that relationship when you watch. Like I can tell you guys are genuine friends and that you, you know, like you can tell those things when you watch the show. I'm just curious if those relationships if they can thaw out, if it gets even crazier, and how you navigate that when you're actually working under the same roof. I was optimistic. I had the same mentality that you kind of had where I was like, you know, maybe some people are just, we're all misunderstood and we just need to get to know each other a little bit more. And um, whether or not that's shown in season three, you know, we did, some of us did try to do that. And I think very quickly we realized you that. You are very open like that. You always give people the benefit of the doubt and like second and third chances. And I don't think I do. Yeah, I, no, I very much am like, no. Holly's like, you're out. Or even before you're in, you're out. She's very like, yeah, and she's got you, her, her, you know, her finger on the pulse. She, I feel like I'm very intuitive, but you're very naive. I can be a little night. Like yeah. if I'm intimate with somebody, like if I know somebody, I'm like, I, I'm intuitive. Like I know their energy and I can read them. But as far as like from a, Polly will know the second she meets somebody pretty much like if it's going to be a, a flop or, uh, you know, something with huge potential. And she's honestly tried and true. She's always been pretty spot on about pretty everybody that she's made theory or theories I mean, about I, I just get it. I just know people I understand <laughs> like just feel it and I'm like I know if someone's a bad egg or not and, that, and you can't you can't keep up appearances yeah. for, for that long true. and true colors come out and I'm like yeah. mm-hmm. to yeah. answer your question uh, a relationship with Jarvis and I won't it, it won't it won't happen and, and Polly no. you you agree with that you called that from the start Polly right Oh yeah. No, I called that from the start and I actually did try. I called you actually when I, when I left and she was, it was nothing to do with filming. And I was like, Oh, this yeah. new girl is not giving good vibes. Like I tried to connect with Jarvis or Harper. Jarvis. Oh. Um, and since I mean, then, you, do you mean Rachel? Rachel, you mean Rachel. Rachel. And since then it's just kind of like, you know, obviously you see that you know we're never going to be close um she's not my kind of person and obviously you know watching season two she cannot keep my name out of her mouth she comments on my mental stability she says about my therapy like this girl is like saying you know everybody else is you know saying things that should be said but she it shames me she, you know, she calls me middle-aged. She questions my, she says I'm mentally unstable. Like that isn't, you know, okay. That's I feel wild, like yeah. Too, not to get to dive too deep, but yeah, at the end of the day, when you watch back season two, it's, it's really almost difficult for me to watch. And I feel like Polly as well, because the whole time everybody is just talking shit about 
what and we say and what we and do. And we really don't talk shit about anybody. Like, we're, like, in our own little world having fun. And we might talk about a situation that, ha- like, transpired. But, like, we really don't care <laughs> about what anybody you else know, is doing. Rise above, right? Uh, onwards and upwards. Um, the, the final question as we, we wrap up here, and thank you, ladies, so much for your time. You truly are amazing and two of the favorite people to watch on this show. Um, uh, with this platform that you have right now and so many new people coming to your Instagrams, you know, like curious about you, what do you see the next five years for each of you that can involve the television show that can involve other dreams? The sky's the limit. What are your future dreams? I'm, I will sell real estate until I am physically, mentally incapable, incapable of doing so. Um, and I hope to eventually have, you know, agents working under me that I can mentor and I can train and also have other resources for agents all over the country and possibly all over the world to learn. I mean, I think when you know, you know how to do something really, really well, um, being able to teach other people and have them have the same success, you know, I, you would be so good at that. You are a and teacher. I, and I love to, I love teaching. I love helping. And yeah. also just that, you know, we've both had insane amounts of hurdles, which I think is quite inspiring. You know, when you, when you actually look at it from an outside perspective, you know, being a single mom and going through divorce and still having, you know, all of the blessings that I've had and I, I I know how to do it. And so I would love to be able to share that with, with other people. What about you, Polly? Um, yeah, always want to sell real estate. I don't think, you know, I've actually never knocked on a door yet and I have done over (laughs) I feel like I just get like I just get distracted. I just chat to them. See, this is the scene I want. I want you guys. I want to see you door knock. I want to see you do your first door knock. I mean, so I always want to be selling real estate, but you know, I am still relatively new in this career. It's I've been doing it for two years, so you know, I'm not as kind of married to only doing that for the rest of my life. uh, I always will do it, but I've been working behind the scenes on a really fun kind of side hustle, which I'm going to be bringing out later this year, hopefully. Um, okay. It's really fun. It's really It's very poly. It's very poly. Doing that. And yeah, you know, I, well, I am a, a true Brit at heart. So I don't know, you know, I've I've got kind of a couple of opportunities in the UK to maybe do some fun stuff. So, you know what we'd really love to do? We would really what? love to have a spin-off show of just the fun yeah. pieces of the cast, <laughs> people who get along, no drama, you can follow us around, you watch all the cool would shit be we like do. Friends. Yeah. It would be like friends and that's I what would- we want. You'd be ready. Netflix, green light this right now. I will watch the first eight episodes. I mean, this is this would be perfect to watch you guys go around on a girls' trip. You could be like Oprah Winfrey and her best friend Gail, just going from town to town having fun adventures. That's the thing. So, uh, Alex Hall, you you know, she's eventually going to have the Hall group. So, watch out, Oppenheim group. She's going to have the Hall group. And Polly, obviously, is going to be dating a 6'6 gentleman in the next year. So, uh, I, I, we're manifesting. Go watch season two of Selling the OC out now. All eight episodes. If you have not started, you are going to love it. It is beautifully shot, overpowering with the music, great storylines, great drama, a little bit of romance. Can't wait for season three. Alex, I hope you protect your heart. Hey, Polly, I hope you date the 6'6 guy, and I hope to talk to you ladies for season three. I, I will talk to you next time. <laughs>
I want to welcome Brandy Marshall and Kayla Cardona from the Oppenheim Group Selling the OC Season 2. Welcome, ladies. Sorry. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. I love that you love us. <laughs> I, I, get so, no, this, I get so excited uh, about your show. The only problem with your show is that I immediately need eight new episodes right now. <laughs> right? Like injected in your veins immediately. Please. Well, it's overpowering. Like, have you watched the second season? Did you watch every episode? Yes. Yes. So the music, the lighting, all of these things that when you're filming it, you potentially can't see. What is your reaction when you actually get to see yourselves surrounded by beautiful lighting and the overpowering music? Is it a lot for you ladies to take in? For sure. I mean, it's it's overwhelming, you know, because like you said, like we feel like movie stars, right? But like as we're filming, we just feel like real estate agents. We're working, you know, we put on these cute outfits and stuff like that. But once you add the music and the extra camera angles and stuff and the glam, I mean, it's just, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah like Kayla, do you ever look at yourself and go like, my God, I need to be actually on like a TV series that's not a reality series. Like you are actor, you you come off like actual actors in these things that I just, I mean, are you blown away? Uh, that That's very sweet. Thank you. Um, I, I'm not an actress. <laughs> I'm, I'm very much myself. Um, but, uh, you know, I've always been told since I was a little girl that I'm very passionate. So I'm very animated and I use my hands and I make funny faces and I do weird laughs and that's just how I am. So seeing it on TV, I'm like, oh, <laughs> like I'm just very animated, but that's just who I am. <laughs> well, I mean, we got so much of your story that first season, Kayla, and how hard you worked to get to where you are, which I think that's why we root for you so hard. Um, but it is, I mean, you are in the top 1% of agents, if I'm not wrong, or like Zillow named you in like the top 1%. I mean, that's just a really wild accomplishment, especially how young you are. I mean, then when you throw reality television into the mix, I mean, does this help your goals in the long run? Like, you, you know, you decided to do this because in the end, this is going to help you even sell more real estate and become more successful? Yeah, I, I think so. And thank you for, for acknowledging that. Um, I think it's very common for people like us that work so hard as we do, like me and Brandy. Um, we don't give ourselves enough credit. And, um, you know, it is pretty pretty badass that I, yes, I was in the top 1%. Um, and it, but yeah, this, this has been a massive platform for myself. Um, it's opened up a lot of opportunities. Um, and does it help sell more real estate? Yeah. I think the exposure in our marketing just, just beats everyone else in the market. And, um, I am thankful every morning that I wake up knowing that I have this opportunity. So it's it's rare. And so yeah. we're, I'm very thankful. Brandy, you come from a PR background, if I'm not mistaken. And I think that probably really yeah. helps in doing this. But, you know, we watch these reality series about like, you know, uh, selling real estate. And all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, I'm a genius. Like it's all about marketing because the Oppenheim brothers are like, we got we market better than anybody else. How much did your PR background, how does it help in real estate with the Oppenheim group? You know what's crazy? I just kind of have separated the two, um, even though I did do that for a really long time. And I went to college for that. Like I have my degree in communications. You know, this was always like a part of me. But I think unknowingly it make, it makes an impact because I'm a, a little more aware than some of the others on the cast, just as far as like the way things look. And, you know, to them, it's like, what do you mean? Like for me, it's just like, well, 
that's a bad look and that, you know what I mean? But that's just like literally how I was trained. You know what I mean? And <laughs> like, I can't help but to notice these types of things because I come from a background of like putting out PR fires and like trying to like, you know, make sure things look a certain way and stuff like that. So I think it's just almost natural at times for it to come into play. But um, when I did PR, I, I did a lot of like writing bios and press kits and like pitching people and stuff like that. You know, like I wasn't like high yeah. up where I was just like, uh, what's her from Scandal? Um, uh, Carrie oh, Washington's uh, role. Like I wasn't. Yes, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yes, like I wasn't that. Like put this Beyonce's on the line. Like I wasn't doing any <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like it wasn't major like that. It was just like more so like behind the scenes very much, you know, so um yeah, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes the little things come into my mind, but for the most part, it's just two different worlds. Now, I do want to congratulate uh, both of you for not being uh, named any variation of Alex. So you, you know, like <laughs> you, you have like you have thirty Alexes on the cast this season. In fact, you add a new Alex that's not even in real estate. That's I don't even know why we're even considering adding more Alexes. So congratulations to Kayla and Brandy for having the names that you do. But it's got to be really confusing to go into this off. In fact, am I not mistaken? They were calling Alex Hall Alex last season, and now they just call her Hall. Like now they just call her Hall because there's too many Alexes. I've reverted to last names for pretty much all of the Alexes at this point, last or middle names, just because like, I don't even bother with the first name because they all have the same one. So <laughs> yeah. So at this point, like we're just all calling them by whatever we like, like Alex, the new one um, that you're, that you're referring to from Nashville. I call her Harper. Like I've never called yeah. her. I've never called her Allie or Alex. She goes by Allie, but I don't even call her that. I just call her Harper. Like just last name. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you guys are watching this or listening to this right now, but they're both in different locations that are not the Oppenheim group. But the other thing that I love about the Oppenheim group, it, it to me, just my person, I do not have like good taste. You guys have the tiniest desks I've ever seen in my life that I do not know how you could ever get any work done. And you are always having private conversations 10 feet away from the people you are having conversations with. It, what are the acoustics in the Oppenheim group? Can you just not hear people in there? it's it's an open concept the the <laughs> offices and to be completely honest with you i mean if we're not filming i i come in the office um every now and then but it's because it's so open and i don't want everyone to listen to my conversation exactly and i have really yeah. And I have really bad squirrel tendencies. So like if people are talking and chatting and walking around, scratching the arm, I'm like, I'm just so easily distracted. So for the most part, I do work from home, but every now and then I'll go into the office, but Brandy goes in, I think like every day. Right now. You go in every is, day, Brandy? You just don't recognize. Yeah, pretty Wait, much. You're at the Oppenheim group right now. I thought this was like your house that you had like a mirror. I know the vault well. We had an intense scene in season one with Kayla in the vault. I do. I, if you remember, like, I'm like, Kayla, do you remember the vault? You had an intense scene last season. It, wow. You are in a piece of history right now, Brandy. I don't even know if you appreciate this. Um, for the audience, if you are not watching this show, I highly recommend it once again. But I do want to say one of the plot points of the first two seasons. Can you explain to the audience, like, are you guys... Like door knocking, just like you know the the Jarvis and the they're door knocking. Explain what like what it was it what is the term like? Do just they're just knocking on do random strangers' doors to get listings. Basically, yeah, you just go around and you pitch yourself. You just have open conversations with homeowners and introduce yourself to them, and you know you never know you might strike gold. So that's their tactic. It really worked for them. But and would you guys like, door knock? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I. 
Yeah. I recently door knocked and and there was a couple of people that recognized me from the show and they're like, wait, you actually work? Honey, we're getting door knocked right now. Kayla from uh, from selling the OC is door knocking us. Yeah. Like that, I, I thought that I was yeah. like, there's people are just, I, I was like, what about security systems nowadays and selling the OC? Like just strangers are coming up and like offering to like pitch their house. Um, how competitive is the housing market in the OC? It, I mean, from the show, it seems incredibly competitive. Is it as competitive as the show says it is? Yes, for sure. If not even yeah, more it, than you guys really get to see, because it almost like on the show, to me, it seems like it's easy. Like we make it look easy. Like, oh, you know, we just got this 20 mil, just close the 20 mil. Like that's incredibly hard, <laughs> especially like mm-hmm. with Orange County being so small and tight knit. There are a lot of uh, agents have, who have been working here for years that are like, you know, people revert back to them just out of just, I don't know, loyalty, you know, over the years. And we have to break into that market and, and really sell ourselves. And, and, you know, it's challenging. Um, Kayla, do you guys ever feel like that competition though, is coming too much from your actual office, like your actual people that you're working with in the Oppenheim group? It seems like sometimes you're competing against each other instead of actually being a team. Yeah, I think all every single one of us um, on and off the show, we're so different in our own ways. I think we attract a, a completely different type of clientele. And every now and then, you know, we'll run into the same, like if we're going after the same expired leads, you know, things like that, especially in this area in South Orange County. Um, you know, there's a lot of agents here. Um and breaking into everyone wants to break into the luxury market as well. So it we do sometimes butt heads, but but it, I wouldn't necessarily say we're competing with each other. I think we leverage each other more than anything. We um so we work as a team. There's about uh, how many would you say, Brandy? Like twenty five agents in our office ish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, about twenty five agents in our office. Um, and, and they're all different ages, different, um, levels of experience. So it's, 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 it's not so much like, it's not a bad thing of competition. If anything, um, we would just like share or we'll work something out, but it, it, it ends up always working out in the end. And there's so much room for everyone in the office to win too. So it's not, it's not too bad. I mean, you guys seem like you both have an insanely positive attitude for as much drama that gets thrown around you ladies, which I find that really has to make the job that much tougher, but you guys both handled yourself really well this season because I feel like there's been a lot of t- like people trying to take both of you guys down at times this season, which has got to be just so intense to throw that on top of actually selling multi-million dollar homes. And I think that's so fascinating to watch. I mean, do you guys get scared going into filming now? No, not at all. No, scare who? (laughs) No, I think adds like, you know, another level to like what we do. It's two different jobs. You know, you're a real estate agent, but then you're also on the show, you know, and it's like, when both of them kind of mix, this is why you see what you see on, on TV. But I mean, it's not anything scary about it. We all have strong personalities, which is why we're, you know, Netflix has chosen us to be on the show. So, and then learning how to compartmentalize everything. So, you know, when, when I go into film, I go into film, I'm like, okay, I, I need to stay focused on this and just kind of put my phone on do not disturb at depending on what the scene is. But once I'm done filming, I'm done. 
is back to work, is back to focusing, is back to making those calls, da da da. So you just learn how to compartmentalize and just completely separate the two. Brandy, you seem like you have an amazing family life. We've seen your husband and your kids and how hard you have worked for that. And you just have a beautiful family. And Kayla, you know, is your, you know, your son, we got to hear your story and, and see what a great mom you are as well. Um, does your son and do your kids, Brandy, are they weird with you guys being on a Netflix reality show that everybody watches now? Is that hard for your, your children? I, I'll just answer mine really quick. No. Um, my son is older. He's 16. He's in high school. So he, oh, my, it's dying. So anyways, I don't have good lighting. You look good. Ama- <laughs> um, God, she looks amazing with or without lighting. It's all. Oh, thank you. Um, so it's, it's, it's cool because they're at that age where they're actually watching it. So, um, I'm not quite sure if like the little ones are, but, um, you know, they, he's, he's getting a lot of attention at school right now, especially because (laughs) he does come out in season two. And even the teachers and the principal was like, I didn't know you were a celebrity, like just kind of (laughs) like, you know, just giving, (laughs) it's so cute. It's adorable, but they're very respectful. Uh, when it comes to me and my son. So I've been getting nothing but love and support from him and his friends. And what about you, Brandy? Your husband was yeah, an athlete, so already used to the limelight in some way, but now the the spotlight is on you in a lot of ways. It's a little different just because it's a lot of drama, you know, like that was like just like a sport and very professional. And like, this is more like intense and intimate into like our personal lives and dynamics and stuff like that. You know, my kids are going to have to grow up and see me get into altercations with my coworkers, you know, because <laughs> they don't watch the show right now. But um, my son, like, mommy, thinks- mommy, what did you do in Cabo, mommy? What did you do in Cabo? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and that, so that's something that it's going to have to happen eventually because they don't watch it. But my son, like he basically thinks that he's on the cast. Like, you saw how like just comfortable he is in front of the camera. Like he eats the whole thing up. My daughter is kind of like she knows there's drama. So she's like, what kind of scene is it before I even ask her to come on camera? <laughs> What kind of see? I she's like I'm gonna have to pass that through my agent, but I think I can be available for filming. Um, I love that so much. Um, So the other thing now, you are obviously with your husband, but Kayla, we saw a little bit of you talking about relationships last season. Are you currently in a relationship with now? A lot of people want to know. No, I am. I am single as of right now. Okay, well that's. I, I would you ever consider dating on the show? Not with a cast member, but opening up that part of your life on the show. Definitely not with the cast me- member. I'll make that very clear. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I I'm open to it. I think dating. I I just kind of got back into the dating world. Um, I'm and I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, I I I, I maybe maybe I would be open to it. It's just. You know, um, I guess it just depends on the person, but um, I, I've been having fun right now. But if you've watched the show and you said you both have, we ended this season with Alex Hall and this Tyler guy that everybody thinks that the sun and moon sets over. He's like, you know, the only guy in the OC for a lot of these women. Do we ship them as a couple? We see the, the, the kiss in the hot tub at the very end. Now, can you separate knowing these people in real life and watching this as a reality show? What did you think of that moment? And are you interested to see this relationship continue potentially in season three? You know, for me, that's their business. Like, that's their prerogative. Um, You know, like early in the season, I had my opinions about things because this was a hot topic at the time. But like, as time goes by, are we really going to sit up here and like 
continue to, you know what I mean? Have, have things to say about whatever they choose to do. Like, no, like, you know, we're all adults here. Like if they want to date, Hey, like you guys like it. I love it. You know? <laughs> but is there not an employee manual at the Oppenheim group? You shouldn't, I mean, you can't date your, you can't date employees. That's it. I'm, I'm, I'm teasing, but Kayla, do you, do you feel the same way? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't even know that they were a thing to be completely honest. Um, this so whole that was time. a surprise to you when you saw the episode? Well, I mean, I it was more of a surprise when I saw them kiss in Cabo. You know, that was which, by the way, let me make something very clear. It wasn't that scene that they were on the stairs. I didn't even know that they were on the stairs. I was talking about when we went to a speakeasy when the cameras weren't there to make it very clear because it looks like I'm yeah. saying that they kissed and that 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 that's so not true. That's not what happened. Um, and when I saw that's when I saw that for the first time, then I was like, wait, I'm so confused. Didn't he just kiss Polly now? That's why I was like, wait, what's going on? So that's <laughs> when I realized that there's something might be going. That's how much I've been in my own world. And I think the show makes it look like I'm in everyone's business, but really I was in my own world. And I think other people in the cast can, can back me up on that. I had no idea what was going on. I even know that that was a thing. And, you know. Well, the so, whole yeah. first season was them coming down on you for that stupid Tyler moment that was ridiculous. Like, that's why I was so happy that, mm-hmm. like, this season was kind of like a vindication in some ways where I just thought it was so hypocritical in certain ways that, you know, they were pointing fingers at you last season. I just thought it was very interesting. But, you know, uh, I was shocked about the Polly Tyler moment. I think a lot of the audience were, and especially that it was at the Oppenheim group. Was it in the vault that you're sitting in right now, Brandy? Was that where that kiss happened? To my knowledge, it wasn't in the vault. It was outside of the vault, like on the couches. It was on our couch. That's a sacred place where they have the team meetings. They they ruined a sacred place. Um, So uh, as we continue on, who are you? Who's your favorite cast member besides each other to work with? Who do you genuinely get good vibes and a good feeling from every time you get to shoot with them? For me, it's Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah. She, I mean, she brings it. She really, and she stepped to Alex in a scene. I mean, she really does bring it. What about you, Kayla? Everyone, uh, uh, Ali, I, uh, everyone calls her Ali. I call her Harper. Okay. So Harper, I'm closest with, with Harper and Brandy. Um, but Rose and Jarvis, uh, and Lauren, I really, um, you know, yeah. we, we all get along. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a more serious question. What inspires you on a day to day? Like what keeps you going day to day to keep doing this, keep trying to strive and reach your dreams and goals? What, what, what does that for you ladies? The dreams of my children being Nepo babies. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Chris Jenner. Thank you, Chris Jenner. All right. Maybe one day I can be able to give that to them. So I work for them so that they can be able to say, my mom is Brandy Marshall. So you know what I mean? <laughs> I love that so much. What about you, Kayla? Um, same. My son, um, you know, just building that legacy for him that I can bring down to him and his family when he's ready. He does plan to get his license um, when as soon as he turns 18. Um, so just kind of bringing this in this life cause he, he chooses to not because I forced it on him, but, um, and just, you know, and then of course being on this big platform, my, my devotion really is to help as many people as I can. 
Um, so really it's for my son, my future family and the world. I mean, Kayla, your son, if he wants to be a real estate agent, Jason and Brett will hire him right now. He doesn't even need a license. I mean, yes. they're, they'll hire anybody. They'll literally hire Kay- <laughs> Kayla. He could work there today. He could be in the vault with Brandy tonight. <laughs> apparently apparently so it won't be that hard (laughs) um before you joined to do this reality series did you watch any reality shows before this were you a fan of the genre in any way i got my first tv when the show came out last year for the first time i didn't have a tv i don't watch tv yeah this is why you're successful you don't waste your this is (laughs) you don't watch tv oh my gosh Mm -mm. And Brandy, you didn't yeah. watch reality well, that, series at all? I didn't watch reality TV, but my husband does. So he was like telling me like, oh, you're going to be destroyed for that. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> and then I'm like, what the heck? Because I, don't wa- I didn't watch it before I was on there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's amazing. I'm still blown up. I mean, wh- what do you guys listen to? Like music? Who's your favorite artist? Beyonce. Oh, I I I, lo- I know every Beyonce song. <laughs> um, I I usually listen to podcasts and stuff. I know I'm boring, but I listen to audibles and podcasts usually. No, I'm just so happy you're listening to. Some- if you didn't have a TV, I just got scared all of a sudden that you weren't like like watching or listening to anything. Um, also, this is a little other kind of a serious thing, and this is Brandy. I just wanted to uh, thank you. Is that. Uh, uh, my mom passed away last month and I, I was so, uh, moved when you talk about your mom and I was on your Instagram and looking at your posts about her. And, uh, you know, we lost my mom, Becky about a month ago. And I just, uh, it just made my heart feel so good when you spoke about her journey and her battle. And I just think those are really important things for a show that can sometimes be a little glossy, a little dramatic. That's what I love. Both of you ladies is that you bring this kind of genuine realness, Kayla in the first season hearing your come up and all of that stuff. And Brandy, you talking about how passionate you are about your family and your mom. And I just think from the viewer, thank you guys for adding those moments where we do realize you're real people. This show can be everything. It can be fun, but also you guys provide a really nice foundation. We can really trust this show to provide a lot of different avenues of entertainment, if that makes sense. Thank you. I'm so sorry to hear about your mom. Like it's just, it's the club that no one wants to be in. Right. It's like, no one yeah. knows what it, no one knows what it feels like until it's you, you know? And you're just like, Whoa, this really sucks. Yeah, and that's why and- it was hard to talk about it on TV, but I understood that there were so many other people who are going through what I'm, what I went through or, you know what I mean? Just to know, like, I, I see you, I'm here, like I'm in that club too. And it sucks, you know? Yeah. It feels so weird, but I saw that struggle, you talking about it. And I related to that so much. And, and it is so funny because we laugh about these shows sometimes and they can have these really silly moments, but then there can be those moments where you're talking about your actual truth and it can really make it like, Oh, these are real people. You guys might be selling these multi-million dollar homes, but there's just this element of realness that you ladies bring that I really appreciate. Um, I know we just have a couple more minutes here. Um, what do you think the show gets right about the real estate business and your lives? And what do you think the show gets wrong that we don't get to see enough of? Okay, like you're smiling. Oh my God. I was like, is somebody, oh, somebody is literally has a gun to their head, right? For me, it's just that people think that we're actresses. Like Kayla said it before, like she's not an actress at all. Neither am I. No acting background whatsoever. I was a real estate agent uh, for like seven years. You know what I mean? So it's like, if anything, take that away that we're real people, that we grind hard to like 
do what you see us do on TV. You know what I mean? And there's even more motivation because we are on TV to succeed. You know what I mean? And it's like, we are real agents. We're out here door knocking. We're out here calling people despite being on Netflix. You know, it's not, it's not a joke out here. We're really, we really, we really are agents. No, but people actually say that people be like, they're not real agents. Like it's like a, it's like a myth that like goes around. Just to piggyback off what Brandy said, I think same thing what she just said, but you know, I think the show really um, shows that I care so much about people's business when really that's just not true. The way that this edited makes it seem that way. And I just, anyone that's listening to this, you know, just speaking for myself, because I have my voice that it, that's just was never the case. And I, I, I have so much other things going on other than real estate. Of course, I'm a mom. I've wear so many hats. I'm writing a book. I'm speaking on stages. I'm now going to start traveling now that we finished up season three. So I'm just, you know, I have so much going on. And I think that's the only thing that I'm just like, that is not accurate with the way that they made my edit. But I'm sorry. I love you, Kaylee. I don't know what you're like. I like your, I mean, I liked your edit. I thought you were great. Um, anyways, uh, Kayla, Brandy, all of their information will be on the show notes. They are truly amazing. I highly recommend this show and I cannot wait for season three. Uh, we left in a, a bunch of weird little pockets that are still open that I'm really interested to see how they, uh, they end these storylines or continue these storylines. But Kayla and Brandy, thank you so much for your time today. And I hope I get to talk to you down the line sometime thank you so much ryan appreciate it bye so bad it's good is a betches media production the show is hosted and produced by me ryan bailey with meditza lopez and sandra fryer additional support provided by sean kilby jorge morales pico and rebecca steinberg guest booking by ali friedlander video promotion by laura valencia be sure to send us your emails at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com and follow the show at so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey on Instagram. And for additional craziness, go to patreon.com forward slash so bad it's good. Stay bad, baddies. Betches.